elephants in the room. I guess, did you hear like the, the tapping? Yeah, the it's when my voice was getting too high. Well, no, when it gets to the end, then you start. Oh, so, like, when you so started, I start now. It was, yeah, yeah, so when you started, it wasn't even, <laughs> oh, it, okay, it hadn't okay, gone into it yet. Hi, guys, welcome back to Elephants in the Room. Hello. <laughs> My name is Nicole. I'm your guys' host. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to me talk forever all the time. It's pretty cool. We get to hang out. It's a blast. <laughs> um, this is actually kind of nostalgic because this cardigan that I'm wearing, if you're watching this, this is the cardigan I wore on my first ever episode of Elephants in the Room, which is crazy. It's been like almost four months and it is so crazy that this is my life and that I'm moving to a new state to pursue this podcast and that you guys have supported me and I I can't believe I'm still doing it. I'm so happy. I'm so grateful for you guys. Um, I hope you had an amazing week. I hope something good happened to you. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. Ask Nicole. So I'll be like your guys' like little big sister and do advice. Um, Now again, take everything I say with a grain of salt. I hardly ever know what I'm talking about. I'm just winging it and I'm just sharing my experiences with you guys. But I do love these episodes because it's a way for me to engage with you guys and talk with you guys. So it's, it's exciting and it's fun. So without further ado, let's get into it. Um, Okay, let's start with the first one. Now, this user wanted to stay anonymous. This is a good one. My best friend is pursuing my ex despite multiple convos of me saying it makes me uncomfortable. When I read this question, I was like in disbelief. I've got to be honest with you guys. I I, I was like shocked. Um, Now... (laughs) I just want to preface by saying with all of these questions, I don't know your exact situation. I'm not in your exact situation. I don't know every circumstance. So I'm going to make my best judgment based on the information you gave me. So if I misspoke or if I say something that you feel like maybe doesn't apply, or if you don't agree with what I said, or, you know, you think maybe I'm being a little too serious about it or not serious enough about it. I am making my best judgment call on the information that was given to me within the question. (laughs) So let's get into it. So obviously I don't know your exact situation and I can't completely say I know the right answer, but based on the information you gave me, I don't personally think this is okay. If you've already expressed how you feel and you've already expressed that it makes you uncomfortable and that you're not okay with it, I would say that you maybe need to take a step back from the relationship and consider the genuineness of the relationship on her end. Now, obviously you're not in control of others. You're not in control of what people do with their lives. And ultimately we should always wish and want happiness for everyone around us, despite, you know, what we've gone through or our feelings. Like we always just want what's best for people. And I think that that's an important thing to remember throughout this situation But just because you can wish someone the best and want happiness for someone, that doesn't mean you need to put yourself in a situation to continually be hurt or disrespected, devalued, or not considered. I think the first and the most important thing 
depending on the severity of the situation, you know, how close are you with this friend, which you did say best friend. So in in my eyes, that's pretty close. Number two, how did your relationship end? Was there disrespect? Was there lying? Was there cheating? How long were you guys together for? Was it a serious relationship? Does your friend know the extent of what happened within the relationship? Now, assuming that she is close to you and she does know what's going on, I don't think that's the... I don't know if I could personally ever do that to someone. Now, again, I don't know the situation, but if she's really your best friend and she really knows everything that you've gone through, unless she knows this person is the one for her, and even if she thinks that, I would never jeopardize my friendship with someone over a boy. It's like, is it worth it? I don't know. To me, it's like, it's just not worth it. Like, is her dating this person really worth hurting you and disrespecting the friendship and putting you in a bad situation to be hurt over and over again? Now, again, so dependent on the situation, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't love the idea of that. And you need to protect your peace and your heart. Continually putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation where you have to hear about your ex hear about their relationship, or even physically see them together, I would say that it's time for you to take an act of self-love and remove yourself. If it really does make you uncomfortable and if it really does hurt your feelings, that's not fair to you. So if your friend isn't going to take care of you, you need to take care of you. And we all need to take care of us. And you can't control what other people do, but you can control what you do. So removing yourself from the situation and putting your peace and your joy and your happiness first, I would say is really important. Not to say that you have to, you know, be mean to them or not wish them well or anything like that. But if if you remove yourself and they don't respect or understand that, I feel like that's a them problem. And I honestly would just say, ultimately love yourself enough to walk away and surround yourself with people who care about you, respect you and have your best interest in mind. Um, because based on kind of the way you worded the question, I don't necessarily know if your friend does have your best interest in mind. So I would just say it's time to choose you and it's time to remove yourself from a situation that isn't serving you and is only hurting you. I just, I personally would never do that to someone. And I also don't know if I'd ever be okay with being in a close friendship with someone who would ever do that to me personally. Okay. The next question is from better for you. And they asked, how do I forgive someone when it's really hard? this one's a hard one. I've definitely experienced a lot of struggle in my life with forgiveness for others and for myself, but let's just kind of break it down. The first step is to remember that forgiveness isn't just for the other person. It's for you holding on to hurt and letting it consume you and your life and your mind and your heart leads to a lot of bitterness and a lot of sadness for yourself. You want to heal and move on so you can live a happy, healthy, joyous life, especially after someone hurt you. Like you deserve peace. You deserve happiness. You deserve all those things. So forgiveness opens the door for you to be able to have those things in your life. 
you have to remember to not take it personal. What someone did to you has nothing to do with you. I spent my whole life thinking that my mom and dad abandoned me and chose drugs over me because there was something wrong with me. And then when I got divorced, I spent years thinking that I got divorced and my ex didn't want to commit to me because there was something wrong with me because I wasn't good enough. My whole life, I've always seen people's actions as a reflection of my worth. And the most powerful thing I've learned in this life is that what other people do has nothing to do with you. If someone doesn't respect you, if someone doesn't value you, if someone doesn't choose you, if someone hurts you, it's 99% of the time an internal issue that they're having. So when you're able to see it from that lens, not only can you see it as something that you don't have to take personal, but you can also see it and what they did to you with a little bit of grace, understanding that hurt people hurt people. We treat others how we feel about ourselves. So the way that someone treats you is just not really about you most of the time. Be patient with yourself. Forgiving someone and forgiving yourself can take time. Um, But I do think that it is worth giving it your all too. I think it is worth actively trying to forgive others and praying to God for help to forgive others. But it is hard. We are all imperfect. And even though it's hard to accept, we all need forgiveness. We all mess up and we all hurt others and ourselves at times. So don't hold yourself on a pedestal. Not to say that what happened to you wasn't terrible. Not to say that you deserved what happened to you. Not to say that that person shouldn't have to face consequences for what they did to you. But all of us make mistakes. Big or small. We all hurt people and we all hurt ourselves at times. So try to extend grace to others, but also to yourself. Now, with that being said, just because you forgive someone doesn't mean that you need to actively choose to let them be in your life. It doesn't mean that they have earned or deserve the right to be in your life and to maintain a relationship with you. If someone has hurt you beyond a certain point and continue to disrespect you, to devalue you, all these things, you can forgive them and wish them well and let them go of the weight of what they did to you without forgetting what they did to you and setting boundaries for yourself and removing yourself from that relationship. There's nothing wrong with that. Those things can coincide. You can forgive someone and also know that you love yourself enough to not continue to have them in your life or at least to that capacity and set boundaries with them. Let go of control. You're not in charge of people and what they do. I've spent so much of my life saying, if I would have done this different, if I looked like this, if I had this, if I was better, if they loved me more, maybe it would have been different. And I had to come to a certain point where I had to let go. I had to let go of trying to control the outcome. I had to let go of trying to people please my way out of bad situations. I had to let go of trying to overserve people so they would never leave me or so they would never hurt me. Typically, if something's not going to work out, no matter what you do, it's not going to work out. 
So you can do everything right and it's not going to work out. So stop trying to control the outcome. Let people do what they want to do and then react accordingly. Protect yourself, protect your peace, extend grace, be Christ-like, but also know that there's nothing wrong with removing yourself from something you know isn't good for you and you know is hurting you. Let people learn from their mistakes but give them the space to do that and vice versa. Same thing with yourself when you have to forgive yourself. You know, and I would say the last thing with forgiveness is just pray for God to soften your heart towards others and towards yourself. Forgiveness is so beautiful because it forgiveness truly results in being able to move on and let go. And when you move on and let go, all that anger or sadness or bitterness that you were holding for what that person did to you or what you did for yourself can go away and you can be filled with so many more amazing things. You have to let go of your past to be able to move forward. Not that you can't, you know, not that you're going to forget about it, but forgiving is important. Forgive, don't forget. Okay. The next question is from, they wanted to remain anonymous and it is, I'm 24 going through a separation and then divorce would love all and any advice. This question resonated with me so much because as many of you guys know, I'm, I'm divorced and that was one of the most traumatic times of my life. It's when I hit rock bottom. So I just want to start by saying, I see you. I love you. You know, I don't know your exact situation. I don't know exactly what you're going through, but I know how painful divorce is. It is something I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. It is by far the hardest thing that I've ever been through in my life. And anyone who's ever experienced it understands how absolutely heart-wrenching and terrible and evil and just painful and devastating that it can be. There's something I want to tell you that people told me and I never listened, but I hope you take my advice. Your life isn't over and your love story isn't over either. I don't know what the future holds for you. I don't know who you're going to be with. I don't know what's going to happen to you, but what I do know is that your story isn't over and your love story whoever that may be with, isn't over. There is always room for love after a divorce. And all of the lies that society tells us that we're broken, that we're damaged, that we're not as high of value as people who aren't divorced is untrue. It's untrue. You are so beautiful and so special inside and out and you are God's creation and he loves you and he made you wonderful and all things are made new by Christ. So cling on to him during this time, pray for guidance, pray for strength. You know, obviously if you can work it out, work it out. Um, you know, I believe marriage is biblical and I do believe God wants us to be married and stay married, but obviously there are some circumstances. So just know that God sees you, he hears you and he wants healing for you. And then what I wanted to say is here are some things that helped me focusing on one day at a time. 
don't think too far ahead. <laughs> when I was going through my divorce, I used to get so overwhelmed because I was would think so far ahead. And I was so scared of the future because I didn't know it was going to happen. And I catastrophize and I would always just think the worst things. So focus on one day at a time. My therapist used to tell me, Nicole, all you need to get through is the next 60 seconds. And then after that, all you need to get through is the next 60 seconds. And then after that, all you need to get through is the next 60 seconds. So stop thinking so far into the future and just focus on getting through every single day. Therapy, spending all and any time you can with a therapist and with a professional will help you to work through some of those wounds and you'll be able to start to see your partner's unhealthy behaviors and also yours and it will help you heal. It will help you make sense of things. It will help bring you peace and um, comfort having an explanation and having you know, some things make more sense. It'll help you to develop healthy coping mechanisms. You know, therapy is just good for so many things. It's, it's a safe place where you can vent with someone who just has your best interest and isn't biased. Um, the next thing that helped me is obviously my relationship with Jesus Christ. He healed me from the inside out and he comforted me and he supported me through my divorce every step of the way. Um, so if you love the Lord, I would say cling to the Lord, make him your number one priority, make him everything and, you know, really fall into his love for you. And that will help you see that you are enough and that he is enough and his love is enough. And then community, find people that love you, that support you, that have your best interests and surround yourself with them. Um, one thing that helped me was confiding in people who had been through similar situations. So people that helped me feel validated and heard and understood. If there's, you know, a divorce support group where someone you know who's been through something similar, talk to them. That always helps. Practice healthy coping skills. If you don't know what those are, look them up. But anything that brings you peace, joy, rest, and is good for you, do them. Distract yourself in the healthiest ways you can. You know, if you love reading books, read a book. If you love exercising, exercising. If you love taking bubble baths, bubble baths. If you love taking bubble baths, take a bubble bath. If you love coloring, color. If you have hobbies, things you like to do, um, cooking, anything that can take your mind off of what's happening and bring you joy and peace, do it. When my therapist used to tell me like, oh, practice healthy coping skills. I was like, no, Carrie, I don't want to. But trust me, they do help. They really do help because when, when we're in the heat of the moment and we're triggered and we're emotional, we can't think logically. But when we can get out of our own heads, um, and you know, do some self care that really helps us to reapproach the situation with some logic. But yes, I love you. You're not alone. You're going to get through this. I know it's hell. I know it's hell. I know it's hard, but don't lose hope. Don't lose hope in your life. Don't lose hope in you and don't lose hope on God. I promise you don't lose hope on love either. User Nana Wazabel said, how do you deal with bad mental health days? Bad mental health days are rough and there's no perfect blueprint for how to deal with them. But here are some of the things that help me. Number one, try to identify what you are feeling and validate yourself. I think the worst thing we can do when we're having a bad mental health day is beat ourselves down to the ground and say, why do I feel this way? 
I shouldn't feel this way. I'm too lazy. I'm a failure. I suck. There's something wrong with me. No, you need to identify if something triggered you or if you're feeling a certain emotion, if you're feeling anxious, depressed, sad, overwhelmed, stressed, anything, identify why identify why. And when you can identify why you can start to validate yourself and say, okay, I can see why I feel this way. And I can see why that's affecting me. And that's okay. You have to find self-validation. Don't gaslight yourself into thinking that there's something wrong with you because you're having a bad day. We all have bad days. We just don't openly talk about them. I like to pray to God for strength, peace, and comfort to get through that bad day. That's what always, always helps me. Remember that your thoughts are not your reality. So just because you're having a bad thought about yourself or about something doesn't mean that that's your reality. Your thoughts don't define you or your situation, and they really can weigh you down if you give too much weight to them. Practice healthy coping skills (laughs) if you have the energy. If you have the energy, practice healthy coping skills. Now, if you don't have the energy to practice healthy coping skills, rest, 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 whatever rest looks like for you, laying and taking a nap, reading a book, watching a TV show, reading your Bible, rest, rest, rest. Don't get mad at yourself for resting. With that being said, you know, do something that brings you joy. Do something that helps bring you out of that dark place. Do something that distracts you from the thoughts in your head. Do something that brings you joy and can get you out of your own head. Treat yourself. Go buy a treat. Go buy a drink. Go buy something that makes you feel good. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) And just remind yourself that you're not alone. We all struggle and tomorrow's a new day. Okay. Yay. We are all done with the questions. Guys, this was so fun. I actually love this. This is the second time I've done one of these, I did a Q and a, um, during season one, but I actually prefer the ask Nicole a lot better because it's less about me and more about you guys. So I love being able to, you know, try to help give advice and try to help share some of my messy life story with you guys to maybe help you guys feel less alone. But again, take my advice with a grain of salt. I don't know what I'm talking about half the time, but I just am trying to, you know, help and love you guys the best I can and just support you guys. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed. Please give me your feedback. If you would like to support me, you can follow my personal Instagram and TikTok, Nicole.Donna. You can follow me on my podcast accounts, Elephants in the Room on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. (laughs) I've got them all. You can go and leave me a rating. You can share this podcast with a friend. You can share it to your social media, shoot me a DM, write a comment, anything you can do. It all helps me so, so, so much. And I just want to say, and I will say this forever and always, I wouldn't be here without you guys. And I'm so, so, so very grateful for you guys. So thank you for being here. Hope you guys have a great week. My name is Nicole and I'll close this episode out by saying what elephants are in your room. I will talk to you guys next week.